Amen. So this morning we're going to meditate on God's word and see what God has to speak to us today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 12 verse 18. Romans chapter 12 verse 18. Romans 12:18. I'm going to read this passage for you and then we can all read this together romans chapter 12 verse 18 if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men can we read this verse together romans chapter 12 verse 18 if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men i love this new living translation and in that it says like this do all that you can to live in peace with everyone straight to the point do all that you can to live in peace with everyone let's bow down our heads in prayer father we give this time into you unless you speak our hearts won't be filled unless you speak our lives won't be enriched and lord we give this time into your hands we give our heart our soul our mind and strength and god we don't want to be distracted we don't want to be taken away by anything that can take our focus away from you father we pray that you would speak to us minister to us in jesus name amen amen romans chapter 12 verse 18 contains a very practical instruction for a day to day living the bible says like this do all that you can to live in peace with everyone i believe this should be printed in bold letters and should be put on our door sometimes we come home angry sometimes we come home losing all our peace and the result of what happened outside is shown inside the house we have to print this and put it up on our wall saying do whatever you can to live in peace with everyone because no matter what happens in our life one thing that often comes across is that we find that peace flies faster than a bird the peace that we have in our heart you know we begin the day with a lot of peace we post whatsapp whatsapp status you know i've some message you know sent to people and then one hour later the entire environment changes we go from being happy joyful peace peaceful to a very angry person you're like oh what is this life god what have you done in my life one hour before we were praising god but one hour later we have lost all the peace that we have because what is challenged often in our life is peace what is challenged is the peace that god puts in your life and my life i i don't know about you to be honest i don't know about you but i've been finding it challenging to keep peace alive in me for the past few weeks the enemy somehow sneaks into our life doesn't he the enemy come somehow enters into our life to to just take that peace away because the moment peace goes everything else comes anger comes frustration comes despair comes loneliness will come depression will come and then we will begin to question our god eventually you know kind of keep go back from our faith and finally sunday morning will come saying god i'm here you know this this thing keeps happening in our life where the enemy always tries to steal our peace our peace and the bible's advice is this do all that you can to live in peace with everyone see one of the things that is highlighted very clearly in this passage is that we have to keep peace as the priority of our life in other words even if there are 10 reasons to fight even if there are 100 reasons to fight even if there are 1000 reasons to fight we have to we have to find one reason to be peaceful 
Can I say that again? Even if there are a thousand reasons, even if there are a million reasons to fight, even if the other person has done the worst of mistakes, you have to find one reason to be peaceful. Amen. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Yeah. Many of you are hearing this and it's like, yeah, it's, it's nice to preach. But when it comes to everyday normal living, our peace is challenged. And when it's challenged, the easiest thing for us to do is get angry. The easiest thing for us to do is to even justify our anger. Oh, I am angry because of him. The easiest thing to do is to blame. How many of you agree with that? Like you want to say amen. So, peace is challenging. But what God does is he gives us the strength and strength to be peaceful no matter what situation we can go through. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 says like this, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Amen. The Bible says be at peace with everyone. That can be challenging but it is one of the best things that you can do. If you look at John chapter 14 verse 27, Jesus said like this, I am leaving you with a gift. Beautiful verse. Jesus said, John chapter 14 verse 27, I am leaving you with a gift. What is the gift? Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or be afraid. Notice what Jesus said. He said he is giving us, leaving us with a gift. And that gift is that there will be a peace of mind and there will be a peace of heart. When we come to know the greatest thing that we will receive from Christ, when we come to know Christ, when we accept him as the Lord and Savior of our life, the greatest thing that you and I will receive is peace, both in our heart and our mind. Sometimes we look at our heart and our mind, we have so many random thoughts. We will be thinking of something for 30 seconds and then switch to an altogether another different thing for another two minutes and then come back, oh, I was thinking of that, let me go back. Our days, our hours are spent in random thoughts. I don't know how many of you struggle with it. Sometimes you sit in prayer, you pray for five minutes and then you lose track of what you were praying because you start thinking. You start thinking. Because as you were praying for a certain matter, you start thinking about that matter. Instead of praying, our mind goes off into something else altogether. But the greatest gift that Jesus has given you and me is a peace of heart and a peace of mind. But sometimes we look at that peace, it doesn't stay for too long. It feels like the peace that God has given us doesn't stay for too long in our life because somehow we get angry. Somehow we get angry and end up losing our temper over petty issues. No matter how well we start our day, somehow by the end of the day, something happens to us and we end up losing the peace that God has given us. And if you look at what the enemy does, the enemy is always after what God has given us. If God has given you a gift of playing instruments, he will be after that gift so that you can use it in a place other than for God's glory. If God has given you a certain skill, he will make sure that you don't use that skill. If God has given you something, he will make sure that he steals it away from you. See, I know a lot of talented people. I know a lot of talented musicians, but they're not able to produce because the enemy steals the very thing that God has planted in their life. And if you look at peace, peace is the gift that God has given us. And the enemy is after that peace so that he can put anger into our life. He can put frustration into our life. See, the moment peace goes away, you know what comes? Anger, frustration, and then finally it leads you to loneliness. And loneliness is one of the most dangerous things. 
If any one of you is struggling with loneliness, don't take it as a place to be quiet and escape. Sometimes we think, okay, if I'm all by myself, if I'm lonely, I'm all right. It's a very dangerous place to be. It's a very dangerous place to be. See, God never created you so that you can be alone. Loneliness will lead you to a place where God has not designed for you. Loneliness can lead you away from people. It will isolate you and it will eventually take your life away. And if there is a clue of loneliness that you see, if all of a sudden you enjoy being alone, it's a warning. Don't think, okay, I'm, I'm calm right now. No. If all of a sudden, if you enjoy being alone, know that there is something that is changing in your life because the enemy is after your peace. See, if you're a peaceful man, if you're a peaceful woman, you will love hanging out with people. If you're a man who is joyful and rejoicing and happy in the Lord, you'll be excited to see another fellow brother, another fellow sister. Why? Because it is the joy that God has given you. It's overflowing and you want to share with others. You want to talk with others. You want to hang out with others. It will make your life more joyful. But when, when peace goes away, you want to be all by yourself. The enemy is after your peace. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy. Why? Because he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You may not know this. He may be already devouring your quiet time. He may not be able to pray. He may be devouring your Bible time. He may be taking away your sleep. You know sometimes what the enemy does? Couple of hours before you go to sleep, something bad will happen, some negative, something people will say. And that thought will linger on in your mind. It'll go on so much that you cannot sleep in the night because your mind is, brain is active. It's, you know, it's producing some thoughts, you're thinking back and forth. And you look at the clock, it's 1.30, 2.30, 3 o'clock. Finally you get some sleep and you wake up tired. The enemy is looking to devour our peace so that we can never be who God has called us to be. God says, I have given you peace. I have given you a gift. It is a peace of mind and a peace of heart. He is always looking for ways to turn your peace into anger. He's always looking to turn your joy into sorrow. Another thing that he does is that even when you have a very happy moment, you will never be able to enjoy it. His goal is to destroy your peace. His goal is to destroy your peace. Sometimes we struggle with sleepless night because there is no, no peace in our heart. The enemy has stolen our peace away. Amen. Are you with me so far? I want you to understand the problem. I want you to understand it. Because as Christians, it's very, very important to be peaceful. It's not just saying peace as a word, but also important to be peaceful in our everyday life when people come and meet us they should say oh this man this woman they're such a peaceful people because I've seen them in times of crisis they don't go crazy they don't go mad but they're very calm and very quiet see that is what peaceful means it's not just we knowing that we are peaceful people who come to meet us will also say this man this woman is very different very different amen the enemy is trying to destroy your peace. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. See, there are two ways you can lose your peace, either by your wrong decisions, 
and also the enemy can sometimes take it away from you it it can be a spiritual attack in a couple of weeks i'll be talking about spiritual warfare and what it means and how we can stand against the work of the enemy so the, the enemy is always against our relationships against our marriage and also is always causing problems in our workplace by the time one problem gets over another one shows up one gets over another one shows up you know like god when will there be peace in my place if you go to your workplace there is no peace pray for that place if you go to your workplace there is no calmness and no uh, sense of peace pray for that place because the enemy always keeps instigating and sometimes he instigates our thoughts all of a sudden you'll have this thought in your mind saying look at this person they don't like you and you'll be passing by them in your office and they'll be busy doing something and you look at them they won't look at you and you'll be like okay really they don't like me this thought will start building up in your mind and you'll go somewhere and another person will also ignore you they might be busy with probably an excel sheet <laughs> or doing something related to the office and you will look at them and oh everyone's ignoring me what is this place the enemy is always instigating putting us into unnecessary thoughts so that we can lose our peace he can we, we can lose our peace and here's what paul is saying live in peace with all people and to be honest it is going to be challenging but what do we have to do that is why he says like this do everything in other words make every effort being peaceful is not easy it's not like you know a uh, a uh, uh, bed of roses it's not like a easy walk it is actually quite tough but paul says do everything everything possible that you can to keep the peace alive in your relationships amen can we go back to this passage and i read this passage for you as i continue speaking romans chapter 12 verse 18 do all that you can to live in peace with everyone in the nkjv it says if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men there is something that we can learn from this passage that is the reason why you and i lack peace in our life is because of what we are failing to do what we are failing to do i met this couple many years ago before i was married uh they were celebrating the 25th wedding anniversary and i asked them tell me one thing that you've learned in your marriage or what is it that has kept you so long and one thing that uh that uh couple told me is this they said marriage is a lot of hard work marriage is a lot of hard work you see for those of you who are yet to be married it may look all glorious but once you get into it you will know how much of work you have to put in to make the relationship work it's not easy it's not a bed of roses it may seem like it before but once you enter into it relationships are hard work and so when paul is talking about interpersonal relationship he's saying put all effort you can can you put 100% effort put 100% effort to make your relationships work because see at this stage in life you will have friends you meet them and you're like oh you're amazing how how didn't i meet you before you are the best friend that i have 6 months later you will ditch that friend and you'll go on to find another one our life keeps going on because if they do one single mistake or if they say something bad we don't want to have friendship with them but what the bible teaches us is even if they do something wrong still be at peace even if people hate you still be at peace with them put every effort possible many times our ego comes up our ego comes up you know it shows up and says oh 
don't go below your standards see the world will teach you all that unnecessary thoughts the world will say don't go below your standard maintain your dignity the bible says no dignity relationship first how low can you go go how much can you bear bear how much can you be patient be patient in everything possible do whatever you can do whatever you even if it means you have to starve for a day starve but guard your relationships amen are you with me relationships are very valuable see the people that god gives you and me are very valuable people and oftentimes we are so particular in finding out mistake we find out one mistake we talk about that to another person we talk about that to another person and some of we we break that relationship what god says in his word is do everything that you can to live in peace with everyone Amen. I believe God is speaking to us through his word, reminding us that our relationships have to be intact. The enemy is after your relationships. If you're married, he'll be after your marriage. So that morning you start with peace and night you end up with fight. And then morning you start with peace, night you end up in fight. And what eventually happens is you come to this place, you don't care what happens in the house. You don't care. It's like I don't care. I just want <laughs> to go do my work, come back. Go do my work, but what God says in his word do everything you can you you look at the enemy will always disturb peace in families disturb peace in your friendship disturb peace in your homes and you have to make sure to go to the bottom level possible to keep that relationship strong amen keep that friendship strong i don't know who god is speaking to today through his word but i i want to tell you keep your relationship strong don't throw people out of your life just because they did one mistake even if there are a thousand reasons to throw them away find one reason and that one reason should be what the word says because many times we act out of our feelings and problem comes we just act out of our feelings our emotions oh you did like this we start blaming we start pulling people down but what the bible says is do everything you can to remain peaceful amen amen i want to share a couple of principles about being peaceful how can you keep peace alive in your heart the title of my sermon if you want to write this you can write down the title of my sermon is this find ways to be peaceful find ways to be peaceful the first principle is this if you want to be peaceful at all times the first principle is this you have to remember this first principle there is no situation that god cannot solve please write this down there is no situation that god cannot solve we see this incident happening in mark chapter 4 verse 37 38 and 39 where jesus and his disciples are on the boat and as they're going to the other side what happens the wind storm blows and the water come water starts coming into the boat and disciples are in fear and what is jesus doing he's having a glorious slumber is is jesus is having a very deep sleep and he, the dis- disciples are here outside fighting for their lives you know like they they're trying to do something to throw the water out or something just to keep themselves alive in the water so a great storm arose Ma- mark chapter 4 verse 37 a great wind storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling so it threatened their life and disciples react in verse 38 they say but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow i don't know how jesus slept so well sometimes with mosquito bites we wake up but here the ship is being rocked and jesus is there sleeping 
and the bible says and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing in other words they're looking at jesus and here's what happening they say to him do you not care that we are perishing and what does jesus do does jesus wake up and start cleaning the water out does start jesus start you know fixing the boat so that everything can be all right what does jesus do he does what god does see many times in a crisis we want to do we want god to do what we are doing for example if there is a fight with somebody we want god to come and help you help us argue better help us make better arguments the disciples wake up jesus and jesus wakes up and what does he do he stands up and he says peace be still and the winds and the water the sea was calm you see what's demonstrated here is that there is no problem that god cannot solve there is no situation he does a miracle here and he and he and he, and he demonstrates and the disciples look at jesus and they say the winds and the waves obey him the disciples were not able to do that but jesus wakes up he is god in the flesh he wakes up and he says peace be still if we have to be peaceful in our life we have to remember there is no situation that god cannot solve if you have any problem that is threatening your peace today take it to the lord in prayer don't take it to your parents don't take it to people around you first take it to the lord in prayer I know there are a lot of parents here I'm not discouraging you I'm just saying go to your parents but go to God first you know go to God first and say God here's my problem God will solve it and he will solve it in a miraculous way that you and I cannot imagine I look at the disciples the disciples would not have thought you know that he will wake up and do something probably the disciples would have thought of something else but Jesus wakes up and he does something that they have not seen before he calms the waves and the winds You have to remember no matter what you're going through when you look unto him and say God my peace is being destroyed I don't know what to do I look like I'm going to die Jesus will wake up and he'll calm the storm in your life He's already watching over you and when you understand this principle that there is no problem that God can all solve you know you know what will happen you will never lose your peace because you know your peace is in his hands He will take care of your situation He will take care of your problems Every month when the first week comes I'm like God my bill is your bill. <laughs> There are so many bills till the 15th of the month. I say my bill is your bill. You take care of it. When you put your worries into God's hand, God puts his peace back into your heart. The disciples were worried, but what we see is Jesus calming the storm and giving the peace that they had lost. Remember there is no situation. Whatever you might be going through today, there is no situation that god cannot solve amen that's the first principle the second thing is this if you want to be peaceful in life the second principle is this don't let your feelings dictate your action don't let your feelings dictate your action There is this incident we see in the Bible in Matthew chapter 26 verse 50 onwards Jesus is being arrested and as when he is being arrested what happens Peter takes a sword and he cuts off the ear of the servant's high priest and and what happens did Jesus say good and faithful servant you have stood for me in my trials what did Jesus say no put it back he who takes a sword will die by the sword 
See, in times of crisis, we often let our feelings tell, tell us what to do. When we're going through tough situations, we tell, you know, we listen to our feelings more than God's word. But here's the principle. If you want to be peaceful in life, in times of crisis, do what the Bible says. In times of crisis, do whatever the Bible teaches you. And when you follow that, what will happen is you will see results, you will see success in the problems that you are facing. But if you do what your feelings tell you to do, the problem will get worse and worse and worse. Peter cut off the ear. Did Jesus agree with that? He said no. Jesus gave him a stern warning saying, he who takes a sword will die by the sword. There are so many times in our relationship, just because another person argues, we also argue. Just because another person does something to us, we also do the same thing back. We as Christians should not act on the same level. If they try to trample us, if they try to put us down, don't take the sword, don't take the weapon. But rather, see what the Bible says and do accordingly. For married people, there's a beautiful scripture in Ephesians chapter 5. We were meditating on that in the men's fellowship. For those of you who missed the men's fellowship, you missed the worship, you missed the Bible, and then you missed the KFC chicken. We had an awesome time. We ate and we spoke. We ate and we spoke. Really good roundtable discussion. And in that we learned love like Jesus loved. See, as, as for men, for men especially, the Bible says, husbands, love your wives. And then it goes on to say, love as Christ loved the church. That's a really high standard. That's a really high standard. What does the Bible say? Love, but how should you love? As Christ loved the church. You see, the standards of the Bible are so rich and so high that when we follow it, we will see success in our relationships. But when we listen to our feelings, we will be lonely. I can tell you this, I've, I've met people who are lonely. And lonely people, even when they are in a group, they'll feel lonely. Even when they are in a group, they'll feel like, I don't belong here. Loneliness is a very tragic thing that can happen to us. And many times, it is because we act out of our feelings. We do what our emotions tell us to do. We get very emotional, very angry. When I, when I stepped into ministry, one of the best counsel that I received is this, don't get angry. Anything can happen in church. The, the sound system might fail. The lyrics may not change. Don't lose your temper. Because you lose your temper, everything will go wrong. Everything will go wrong. And, and a senior pastor told me, he said, I have faced many losses in life just because I've gotten angry. Just because I've gotten angry. And I, let me confess, I've, there have been situations I've obviously got angry with the team. I've scolded them. But very, very few, that's uh, the teamers here, they can testify. <laughs> there are times our anger comes up. And it is because our feelings is dictating our action. We have to make sure that my action should be dictated by the Bible. What does the Bible say in this circumstance? Okay, someone betrayed me, what does the Bible say? Okay, someone backstabbed me, what does the Bible say? Okay, I'm going through brokenness, what does the Bible say? Many times you're so quick, you know, I'm going through brokenness, we search in Google. What do I do? And that's when Sadhguru shows up. <laughs> that's when, what, what's the other guy from Iskon? He shows up. Uh, Gopal something. 
you go according with your feelings. Listen carefully. When you go according with your feelings, it's a very good place for the enemy to work. Very good place for the enemy to work. You see, when you listen to people like Sadhguru, they have good advice. It may seem like it, but it may be coming from a different spirit. What do you want? A holy spirit or an unholy spirit? How do, we, how do we deal with our situations? Do we let our feelings dictate everything? If, if you and I let our feelings dictate, you cannot sleep in the night. But if you let the word dictate your actions, what will happen is no matter what happens, 10 o'clock you'll go to sleep. 5 o'clock you'll wake up. Okay, God, I know there is a problem, but I'm going to sleep. See, Jesus sleeping in the boat knew the storm is going to come. He is God who is all-knowing. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows storm is going to come. He went to sleep. Why? Because he knows this will be calm. See, when we put our trust in God, we will know that no matter what happens, God will take care of me, but I'm going to sleep right now. You can, be, you can live healthy, live happy, when you live according to what the Bible says. But you let your feelings dictate your actions, Sadhguru will show up. <laughs> A lot of advices are there, but don't let your feelings or don't let the world dictate what you should do. If you are wounded in relationships, what does the Bible say? If you're broken by people who have cheated you, what does the Bible say? Follow that. And when you follow it, you will have peace in your life. Amen. Third is this. Never let ego rule your life. Never let ego rule your life. When we look at the New Testament, there's one thing that's very clear. Dying to self. To turn to the person next to you and say, I want to die to myself. Very, very difficult. It's like, die, oh my God. No, no, no. I'm not asking you to do anything. What I'm saying is this. Your ego, your self-esteem, your pride, thoughts of how great I am and how great my family is, all have to be buried in the ground. All have to be buried in the ground. Because dying to self is the reality of the Christian life. Paul said like this in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Let me tell you something. Go and argue with the person who is dead. Go argue with the person who is dead. Will they talk back to you? No. If your ego is destroyed, if your self-esteem is destroyed, no matter who throws a stone at you, it will never hurt you. Why? It is no longer you who lives, but who is living? Christ that is living in me. And just imagine the reality of, you know, yourself being dead. You don't care about what is happening to you, but you're focused on Christ. No matter what people do to you, you will always be happy. You will always be peaceful. Many times we struggle because our ego shows up all the time. When we are offended, we think, how can they do to me? Don't they know who I am? We do such things because our ego is showing up. Even till today, even after we come to Christ, we hold on to the cross, we hold on to the Lord's table, we hold on to His word. At the same time, we are embracing our ego. You embrace your ego, you're going to live a very frustrated life. Because see, as long as you live on this earth, People may not treat you well all the time. Can I say that again? As long as you live in this earth, even if you are Mahatma Gandhi, even if you are Mother Teresa, you will be treated badly 
some point or the other at least one time in a month someone will say something about you and you you cannot say oh i'm going to be so great that nobody no 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 even if you're a superstar even if you're somebody who sweeps the road there will be someone to discourage you but how do you handle that if there is no ego inside you if you have died to yourself just as paul says it is no longer i who live he acknowledges it is not me it is not who i am it's who christ is in me and he says but christ lives in me and the life which i now live i live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me i look at the life of paul and i wonder how was this man able to fulfill his call his mission how was he so successful simple no ego we wonder god why can't i be like paul there's an example that we can learn from no ego it's not about me anymore it's not about who i am it's not about how people treat me it's all about christ living and working through me if you want to be peaceful don't let ego rule your life never let ego rule your life amen are you with me so far three points i have about seven but i'm going to cover as much as possible for today fourth one is this the way to be peaceful in life the way to guard your peace the way to put effort to being peaceful is this fourth point resolve relationship issues immediately resolve relationship issues immediately maybe between father and daughter or son and mother or maybe a daughter and mother husband or wife or between friends or anybody when you have a issue in your relationship don't wait till the next morning because you never know what the enemy will cook in the whole night you will be sleeping but the enemy will be cooking in your kitchen how can he say that and he'll be putting some extra spice to it don't you remember the time that he did this you know many years ago and you were so forgiving but now he's doing this and he'll be yes he's doing that you know all these issues will start cooking up in your house and next day morning you'll wake up hoping to see some sun but you'll see some <laughs> heavy darkness that day why because the enemy will work in your home one of the things that i personally do is that as men i tell you wake up in the morning pray for your house pray for your children pray for your wife pray for everything in your house make sure that your house does not have any room to darkness make sure there is no discord in your house where the enemy can come and sow some seeds in you in your life because if you don't resolve your relationship issues immediately then you can be sure it'll get worse it'll get worse and if you don't re- resolve your relationship issues you cannot be at peace i tell my wife this i say tell her you and i can be angry but only for 5 minutes after 5 minutes we have to start talking and those of you who are married know it's very difficult 5 minutes alone is nothing <laughs> married people can say amen is <laughs> literally nothing you know because it's so easy to carry on anger for days and weeks and sometimes that will still show up after a month but what the bible teaches us is this in in matthew in in the book of ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 to 27 it says be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your wrath are you angry resolve it by 5:55 in the evening look at the time when the sun is going down make sure you are <laughs> you are happy 
and you're back to being peaceful. Usually when the night comes, what happens is we are all mentally weak because we are exhausted. We are uh, spiritually weak. Morning, we, our battery was fully charged and night it has come down. And I tell my wife this, if you want to argue with me, do it in the morning. Don't do it in the night. Because honestly, as, as people, we all become emotionally weak at certain time in the day. And we have to make sure that by the time the evening comes, everything is peaceful at home. Everything is in order. Because we shouldn't go through another night of fighting. And in your friendships, if there is any friend who has scolded you or done anything to you, resolve it immediately. Don't think about yourself. Don't think from an egoistical perspective. The Bible has no room for ego. It is no longer you. It is about Christ. And imagine if God was in that place, what would he do? He would forgive. He would let go. The Bible demonstrates the greatest example of forgiveness. That while we were sinners, while you and I were enjoying our life in sin, Christ paid the ultimate price. When we didn't deserve, and if there is a friend of us who doesn't deserve our forgiveness, forgive them. Forgive them. Resolve relationship issues immediately then and there. Because when you do that, you will be peaceful. If you go on to read Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it says like this, Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Verse 26, can we have that on screen? Nor give place to the devil. The Bible is very clear in what it says. Many times we get angry and we are like, oh, I have to show how angry I am. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're giving place to the devil to work in your family. You may, it may feel comfortable for you to keep your ego strong today, but you never know what kind of spiritual damages you are going through. Be angry for five days. Go sit in prayer. You will not sense any presence of God. Be angry for even, even, even a couple of days. I can tell you practically when I fight with my family on a Saturday night, I cannot prepare a sermon. Even if I am right and she is wrong, the Bible does not contain any room for relationship issues. It says resolve it immediately. And I can tell you by experience, God will not move if I fight with her and stand on stage. God will not move if I disrespect my parents and stand here and say hallelujah. God is careful how I behave with the people that he has given me. The relationship between me and God is not just between me and him, but also between me and people as well. That's why the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And then, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you cannot love people, don't think you can grow spiritually. The Bible says, be at peace with all men. Do everything possible. Even if it means that you have to sit on the ground in the hot sun for some time, do it. Relationships are precious. Amen. That's the fourth principle. Resolve relationship issues immediately. Are you with me so far? Yes. yes? Fifth principle. Fifth principle is this. Never assume or build imaginary thoughts in your mind. If you want to be peaceful, if you want to live a peaceful life, what you should do is never assume anything. Assumption is the great enemy. They may have said A, but we will assume B, C, D, E, F, G. 
and they'll be like i just said this but you will be like no you said all of this when did i say you assumed many times we assume and lose our relationships the bible teaches us be slow to speak and quick to listen many times we do the opposite we are so quick to speak that they start with a and then we assume everything that they're going to say and then we give an answer and they'll be like no i didn't even finish my sentence and you'll be like no i know what you're going to say i recently was going for a car purchase and i was just talking to this guy a salesman and uh, i was telling him something i would begin my sentence he'll say he'll say illa sir agudilla i started my sentence illa sir agudilla he said no cannot happen no cannot happen i i told him listen i am talking something and you are interrupting me you didn't even listen to what i'm say he told me i know what you're going to say so i res- responded i said you and your car i'm not buying from you <laughs> assumption is a great enemy to relationship assumption is a great enemy to your friendships even in the relationship between you and your parents your parents may say, say something out of a different thought something good for you what you will assume and think oh they are doing this because they look down at me or they think of me this way the bible teaches us be quick to listen is somebody talking listen to it carefully never assume and then you be ready to speak amen this is the fifth principle never assume or build imaginary thoughts in your in your mind sixth principle never take relationships for granted if you have a spouse if you have parents if you have friends never take anybody for granted never think oh if this friend i'll get another one no, don't think you never know i can tell you i've met lonely people they always find it difficult to form good friendships you know why because they keep dumping one after the other you take relationships for granted you may not get another trustworthy friend the bible places relationships at a very important level how we behave with people is something that god looks for and if you and i are going to take the creation of god the image of god as a, you know uh, this fellow i can i can get my way or oh, this girl i can get my the moment you take people for granted you are soon going to lose people around you amen if you want to be peaceful never take people for granted never take relationship for granted and finally this is connected to the sixth point prioritize people over everything people over everything in other words not over god god first people second many times we prioritize people we prioritize commodities things more than people you have to put all that aside and say you know what i'm going to prioritize people in my life it doesn't matter what loss this person has caused to me they are precious to me when we come with that mindset what will happen is we will be able to live lives that are filled with peace in our hearts things will come today it will break tomorrow there's there's a there's a robot in my house that cleans the house and jeremy finds it very fascinating so basically when it's moving around cleaning the house he will go stamp that he will carry it it cost something or the other it's a little expensive and, and one day i i i gave him a, you know, a good spanking he cried he cried and as he cried i saw the robot moving and i saw my son crying i thought to myself what is more worth 
is my electronics i love electronics you know you look at the church full of electronics i love electronics but what is worth my son or what i possess this this perfect gift that god has given me or this temporary thing that some of just a few thousand rupees that i've bought what is more precious you prioritize people over things you will have peace in your heart but if you put things above people houses over people anything any commodity over people you will live a very frustrated and a depressed life the bible says like this in romans 12 18 do everything that you can to live in peace i would like for all of you to memorize this passage because it contains principles for you and me to live a healthy life money doesn't matter you may have money but may be very lonely you may have all that you have all the assets of the world but you may be very lonely what is what is it worth but if you have relationships with you it's the best you can have if you have people surrounded by you best you can have and what the bible says is this be at peace with all men do whatever possible do whatever possible be at peace destroy your ego don't let your ego dictate your actions destroy your pride everything that will come against the relationship destroy all of that and say god i want to be at peace and help me god will help you amen god will help you be at peace but if you prioritize everything over people you can be sure that you'll be a lonely person don't think i'm threatening you or something this is the reality of scriptures this is the reality you can never take the people that god has given you for granted you can never take the relationships for granted you can never assume anything what they say assumption will always lead to bitter fights that will never be resolved don't assume don't build imaginary thoughts in your mind whatever relationship issues you face resolve it then and there immediately don't even wait your anger should last literally for 5 minutes not more than that the bible never says do not get angry it says be angry but don't sin in other words be angry resolve it immediately because a continued anger will never produce the righteousness of god that's what the bible says human anger never produces good things or the righteousness of god nothing good is going to happen only peacelessness frustration anxiety depression loneliness will enter into your life but when you put everything aside make all the effort to be at peace then you can be sure that you will be a person filled with the peace of god in your heart amen look at john chapter 14 jesus says the peace i give a peace of heart and a peace of mind learn to keep that peace alive in your hearts every day amen why don't we stand up as we pray and finish